and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is, and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the mystery of Cleopatra's tomb. Cleopatra VII was co-regent of Egypt for over 30 years. At first, she ruled with her father, then her younger brothers, and eventually with her son. She was well-educated and could speak several languages, allowing her to become the dominant party in her co-regencies. She's most well-known for her relationship with Mark Antony and possibly her military alliance with Julius Caesar. Most of Cleopatra's childhood is unknown and was pieced together by Greco-Roman scholars like Plutarch. There are a lot of Ptolemies in this story, so I apologise now if it gets a little confusing. Cleopatra was born in either 70 or 69 BCE as the daughter of Ptolemy XII. Ptolemy XII was the descendant of one of Alexander the Great's generals. Cleopatra's mother was believed to be Cleopatra V, who may have been Ptolemy's half-sister. In 51 BCE, Ptolemy XII died, and the throne passed to Cleopatra and her brother, Ptolemy XIII. Quite quickly, Ptolemy's advisers forced Cleopatra to flee Egypt. She ended up in Syria in 49 BCE, where she raised an army of mercenaries. She returned to Egypt the following year and caused a civil war at Pelusium, which is on Egypt's eastern border. Around that time, Ptolemy allowed the Roman general Pompey to be murdered and welcomed Julius Caesar to Alexandria. Cleopatra caught wind of it and reached out to Caesar for support. She's reported to have snuck into the royal palace to speak to him. Caesar needed to fund a return to power in Rome and wanted Egypt to pay debts incurred by Cleopatra's father. Four months into the civil war, Roman forces came to aid Cleopatra. Ptolemy was forced to flee Alexandra and is believed to have drowned in the Nile. Cleopatra was given the throne by Caesar, which was quite an unpopular decision at the time. However, Cleopatra wouldn't be ruling alone. Caesar also gave the throne to her next brother, Ptolemy XIV. Caesar stayed in Egypt for a while, and around 47 BCE, Cleopatra gave birth to a son, Ptolemy Caesar. He was believed to be Caesar's son and was called Caesarian, meaning little Caesar, by the Egyptian people. In the next few years, Cleopatra visited Rome with her brother. When Caesar was murdered in 44 BCE, she returned to Egypt. Her brother was killed shortly afterwards and Caesarian was placed on the throne. By this point in her story, Cleopatra had identified herself as the goddess Isis, the sister and wife of Osiris, 
and the mother of Horus. Cleopatra III had also proclaimed this in her time, and this Cleopatra was referred to as New Isis. With her son on the throne, Cleopatra had an undisputed hold over Egypt. Unfortunately, the Nile was unpredictable and the crops were failing, leading to inflation and hunger. At the same time, conflict was raging in Rome between Caesar's allies and his assassins. The allies, Mark Antony, Octavian and Lepidus, had asked Cleopatra for aid. The assassins, Brutus and Cassius, had also asked for aid. Cleopatra stalled for a while, then sent four Roman legions in Egypt to support the Allies. Power was split in Rome by the Allies in 42 BCE. Mark Antony summoned Cleopatra to Tarsus, which is south of where Turkey is now, to explain the role she had played in the aftermath of Caesar's death. According to Plutarch's account, Cleopatra sailed to Tarsus on an elaborate ship dressed as Isis. Mark Antony, who associated himself with the Greek god Dionysus, was besotted. This story was dramatised later by William Shakespeare in one of his plays. Mark Antony agreed to protect Egypt and Cleopatra's crown, and agreed to remove her younger sister and rival, Arsinoe, who was currently in exile. Cleopatra returned to Egypt, followed by Mark Antony, who had left behind his third wife, Fulvia, and their children. In 40 BCE, Cleopatra gave birth to twins, Alexander Helios and Cleopatra Selene. Alexander had spent the winter of 41 to 40 BCE in Egypt with her before returning to Rome. Fulvia took ill and died and Mark Antony was forced to prove loyalty to Octavian and married Octavian's half-sister, Octavia, in a diplomatic marriage. In 37 BCE, Mark Antony once again met with Cleopatra to gain funding for a military campaign against the Kingdom of Parthia. In return, Cleopatra would have most of Egypt's Eastern Empire returned to her. This meant she would have Cyprus, Crete, Libya, Jericho, and large parts of Syria and Lebanon back. In 36 BCE, Cleopatra would give birth to another son, Ptolemy Philadelphos. Mark Antony lost the campaign in Parthia and refused to return to Rome to be with Octavia. He instead went to Egypt to be with Cleopatra. Octavian was furious and eventually stripped Mark Antony of all of his titles, declaring war on Cleopatra in 32 BCE. In 31 BCE, Octavian's forces defeated the Egyptian forces in the Battle of Actium. Cleopatra's ships deserted the battle, fleeing back to Egypt, and Mark Antony followed soon afterwards. While defending Alexandria, Mark Antony heard a rumour that Cleopatra had died and fell on his sword at the same time that he was told that the news was false. Cleopatra met with Octavian and buried Mark Antony, then closed herself in her own chambers with two female servants. 
Nobody knows exactly what happened next, but Cleopatra was dead when the chambers were opened. Plutarch gives the theory that she had allowed an asp, a poisonous snake used as, a, as the divine symbol of royalty in Egypt, to bite her, ending her life. Cleopatra's body was buried with Mark Antony's body and Octavian continued to conquer Egypt. Somewhere in history, the location of the tomb has been lost and historians and archaeologists have been trying to find it. It's believed that if the tomb is found, it will give valuable insight into the truth of Cleopatra's life. We have a few clues that may lead to the tomb's location. There are accounts that say that Cleopatra had commissioned a monument to be built for her and Mark Antony, rather than the mausoleum that her family was buried in. As the ruler of Egypt, the tomb itself would be vast and lavishly appointed. Another version of the war with Octavian suggests that Cleopatra fled to the family mausoleum for safety, fearing for her life. The mausoleum was said to have multiple floors, with windows or doors on the upper level that she could communicate with people through. The reason the tomb got lost was due to an earthquake in the 4th century. It hit Alexandria, destroying half of the city and dropping the seabed several metres. The part of the city that fell into the ocean could possibly have housed the tomb, but extensive searches have yet to provide evidence. We know that Cleopatra associated herself with the goddess Isis, and it's possible that she could have placed the tomb near one of the temples to her in Alexandria. One of the most important finds in the search for the tomb is a sheet of papyrus. Discovered between 1903 and 1905, the sheet is said to be written by Cleopatra. It appears to be a note that says, make it so. This was signed off in Greek and is likely where the idea that Cleopatra had ties to the Greeks comes from. In 2020, the media began to report that archaeologists were on the verge of finding the tomb. The place they believed it to be was called Taposiris Magna, located about 31 miles or 50 kilometres west of Alexandria, near a temple to Isis. Kathleen Martinez, the lead archaeologist in the search, believed the search was almost over. Martinez believes that the tomb's discovery would be incredible, likening the discovery to that of Tutankhamun's tomb in the early 20th century. She believes that this discovery would be even bigger because Cleopatra was the ruler of the final chapter of ancient Egypt, whilst Tutankhamun was just a young boy who hadn't really had time to do anything. Martinez says that the pharaohs speak to the modern world through their tombs. There are around 60 in the Valley of the Kings alone. Finding either the tomb of Cleopatra and Mark Antony or the mausoleum of Cleopatra's family would be an incredible discovery. Cleopatra's life was linked with both ancient Greece and ancient Rome. 
Martinez believes that a discovery of that size would be the Greek equivalent to the Valley of the Kings. Over the 15 years that Martinez has been searching for the tomb, she has helped unearth items that help maintain the belief that Cleopatra may be buried there. She and her team have uncovered coins bearing the images of Cleopatra and Mark Antony, as well as skeletons, mummies, the tomb of a Ptolemaic general, underground passages, burial rooms, and, the most important, tablets the size of cell phones stating the name of the temple, the deity it's dedicated to, the year it was constructed, and the name of the monarch at the time. Most of these items have gone on display in exhibitions in both Egypt and the United States. Martinez has excavated in places that she believes have a better chance of finding valuable information. She began by looking for tunnels under the temple. Other archaeologists laughed at her because temples don't typically have tunnels below them. They told her that there was nothing to be found. In early 2002, Martinez and her crew discovered a tomb entrance under the temple. It appeared to have been looted at some point by grave robbers, but still contained 20 mummies from the Greco-Roman period. Inside, they found a... a Inside, they found a terracotta sarcophagus containing a child. There are four other burial chambers in the tomb, containing many other sarcophagi. To this day, Cleopatra's tomb remains undiscovered. Martinez is still hard at work looking for its whereabouts, though. There aren't many theories about what happened to Cleopatra. We know she died, but not exactly how. Finding her tomb should allow us to answer that question, if she was mummified before burial. The first theory today is that Kathleen Martinez is correct, and that the tomb lies somewhere near Tapa Cyrus Magna. Evidence seems to support this theory, and the team excavating there seems to keep finding things that may be leading in the right direction. Others aren't so sure that the temple is the correct place. Nearly a dozen scholars have said that they don't believe Martinez is looking in the right place and that the odds of finding the tomb are all very slim. They offer the possibility that the tomb was in fact inside the part of Alexandria that fell into the ocean. Some historians don't believe there even is a tomb. Her method of death was, to them, likely a way to prevent herself from being humiliated by being paraded through Rome by Octavian. The discovery of her body would have prompted a proper burial for her, but it's likely that Octavian would have opposed that, not allowing it to be performed. This theory splits here. The first option is that one of Cleopatra's handmaidens, or possibly a female servant, smuggled the body out of the city to take it to Taposiris Magna. The other option is that Octavian had her buried in a Macedonian Egyptian cemetery, rather than give her the burial usually appointed to Egyptian royalty. 
However, the general consensus is that her body is somewhere in the remains of Alexandria. It's possible that Martinez is on the right track, but also possible that she isn't. If you're ever in the area of Cleopatra's final moments, call the authorities if you find something interesting. You might have discovered something important. The story from this episode came from a History.com article called Cleopatra, a live science article called Where is Cleopatra's Tomb? A Greek City Times article called Archaeologist Claims to be Close to Discovery of Queen Cleopatra's Tomb. A Mena article called Meet the Lawyer Turned Archaeologist Leading the Search for Cleopatra's Tomb. And an Express article called Egypt Breakthrough as Greek Tomb Containing 20 Mummies Found While Cleopatra Hunt Goes On. Theories from this episode came from the Live Science article, the Mena article, and a history hit article called The Challenge to Find the Lost Tomb of Cleopatra. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know, and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode comes out on May the 4th, so hold on until then. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.